This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have what you contributed to racing? You are one of these take out merchants. Take out all you can. And a massive warm welcome to the Bastards Inquiry Weekend Podcast. Yes, it's Ebo Weekend, folks. Uh, this is the meeting that everyone uh, raves about that knows they're racing. Forget all the, the other rubbish throughout the summer. This is the racing day, and what a what a week we've had at the Masters. We've been racing, we've backed plenty of winners, and uh, yeah, and now we're going to seal the deal uh, with a brilliant Saturday show with some more naps and uh, winners uh, to to see you through the week and hopefully crown off uh, a fantastic week's racing. And joining me tonight uh, to go through and chew the fat are two cohorts tonight. We haven't got a full house, but. Two very good judges in John Lang and Nick Davis. Good evening, chaps. Good evening. Yes. Good evening, Lang. Yes, and this is it. Now I, I feel comfy with us. With us I really think we're going we're gonna to do this tomorrow and um, and get some more profit in the bank. Well, um, I'm quite comfy myself. I'm in a prone position in your spare room. <laughs> um, where, where, where I've been strapped down all week and. <laughs> You and the producer have just been using me like a communal flannel. <laughs> uh, I, 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 every confidence I might be able to get up and go to the races tomorrow. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I yeah. thought you were. I thought you were clean living people up north, not raving perverts. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't know what the hell gave you that idea, it, it, it's we needed a rest day. We're getting old. I mean, we can't do. We couldn't do the four days. Uh, we're there tomorrow, of course, but but we just needed a rest day. We needed a recharge day. We had a meat fest last night at the Brazilian. Um, an absolute uh, trays of meat flowing uh, with the with the with the red wine and the fizz, and um uh, and we came home in a bit bit of bit, bit of a mess. <laughs> But but we've had today to recharge and it was pleasant because we could we've gone through the cars, we haven't got to dress up, sat there in his pants, and um yeah, and we're ready for a corking show. No, no wonder we don't go on video then. <laughs> this is this is why we're not on video. It's the Apple t- would take us off the air, wouldn't it? We've got a clean rating with Apple, yeah. and of course, uh we are not we, we are the not totally shit podcast of choice. For racing. <laughs> so on to the best bet. Uh, this is where we go around, take the, take the best three bets from uh, each uh, panellist, and then we just discuss the uh, telly box races and the rest of York, etc. So, Davis, I'm coming to you first, because uh, I've missed you. you. You've been away from the show for a couple of weeks, and I want your third best bet, please, for Saturday. Right, let's go in the opener. I'm getting a bit unconvinced about the three-year-old male mile form. I mean, the uh, St. James's Palace isn't working out. Caribus has been stuffed again in, I uh, think, Native Trials keeping their stuff. I'm not, I'm not convinced that it's up to much. So I want to take on the three-year-olds in the, uh, the Strensel. And what I'm going to do, well, I, I don't think there's a value in there. So I'm going to play the top two in a reverse forecast, Barish Cova, Cadillac. If you look up there, the, the top speed figures... They're, they're quite a bit ahead of the others, and I'm, I'm convinced that the three-year-olds below that level anyway, the top, top level, are a bit of a muchness. 
so I thought this was a, a sort of a ideal way to play the what I thought were the top two four-year-olds in the race in a reverse forecast to pay well. So you're going to go 0.5 points reverse? No, no, yeah, a half point reverse, Barish Cove, Cadillac. And Cadillac, yep. Yeah, that should pay quite nicely indeed, taking the top two out, like Nick says. Um, the classics form not not worked out particularly well the guineas the guineas format etc and you know yeah i can i can i can see that angle um al flailer i thought was a little bit unlucky against mighty ulysses as well at newmarket because he was slowly uh, he was slowly away and you know he was rushed up took took the race up and just flattened out late so that might be closer than the betting suggests at 11 to 8 yeah to four I, to one, where... st james palace form is pants isn't it it is. It is. Take Mal Jume out that would have won five minutes. And and even then, like you say, is it it's a German Guineas winner. It is is that top class form. And like you say, I, I totally take your reasons for doing that, Nick. So hope that gets us off to a flyer. Nick's reverse forecast in the Strenzel at one fifty. John Lane, coming to you. Well, if you get anything out of Nick's reverse forecast, you've got a long wait for my next bet. Uh that's in the five twenty at York. And I'm back, actually, I'm backing two old mates here that's going to have listeners absolutely groaning and calling me all sorts. But guess what? I don't give a monkeys. <laughs> um, and the first one is Happy Tim's Fishable in the 520. Now, I don't think this is necessarily the most likely winner at 28 to 1, but I do think it's been badly overlooked in the market. This one ran a really good race at the May meeting last year, I think it was, when uh, Thick Dave got into all sorts of trouble. Most of it wasn't his fault, to be fair. It was just how the cards were dealt. And I I thought the horse ran a terrific race and and showed plenty. Certainly showed that it was capable of winning a race of this ilk of 92. He's maybe not looked in the best of form this year, but I very much like the fact that Tim has given this horse a little break. And 47 days, he's had a chance to give it a little tweak and an hurdle. And uh, I think this will be primed to run a rather improved race tomorrow. And uh, I do think it's overpriced. I, th- I think Phantom Flight's probably the most likely winner. But I think this at 28 to 1 is definitely worth a little a little tiny each way wank. So are you so you're you wanting uh, I've, I've, the... I've got the tweezers out, yes. You've got <laughs> each way each way wank fest, uh, the Neverlander bet. Uh, for John, uh, he's fishable. Uh, John, twenty-eight to one, five places um, with Skybet for fishable. Um, yeah, be coming coming quite well. Handicap now, fishable. Uh, can see, yeah, can see your reasoning. Uh, and obviously, a very rewarding price uh, for our listeners. Moving on, then, uh, my third best bet goes in the Ebor, and. We've already had the prices jo- down to John. Obviously, this is John's uh, selection on license. Um, we we put this up on a sermon at fifties, and there was plenty of forties around. Uh, obviously, license is a lot shorter than that now. Currently trading around eleven to one. 
and I, I, I felt I needed a little. John also feels this as well. That we need a little bit of insurance now. We've got some good odds, and we're sort of looking for value, maybe in some of the other runners. And one runner I feel is is very underlooked here in the Evo at the moment is um, it's strange really because given the given who the trainer is, uh, the shirt and Tom Marquand uh, and a good draw in seventeen. Uh, Candleford, 12 to 1 available with Denise. I'm going to go on the nose for a one point win because you, you can fanny about with each way, like John, but we, we can't be bothered with that. So, and look what I got for fannying early in the week. Each way on an 8 to 1 shot that won. If I'm three points win, it's double baloney. And, and that's it. It's, um, it's a mistake for me. But Candleford uh, at the 12 to 1 available, this horse. It was uber impressive beating a Jero at Ascot. Yes, he got thumped uh, by the handicapper from 91 to 104, the 13 pounds rise. I think it warranted it. He's been wrote off after Newmarket, <coughs> which is rather strange because nothing got into it at Newmarket. They went slow. It was a farce of a race. They all finished grouped up uh, and Candleford was never in it. In fact, some of us were even saying, why is Candleford even running in this? Um, because... He doesn't. He, you just send him straight to the Ebor after Ascot. He, that's that's what I think I'd have done. And what price would he have been, Nick? I'm going to ask you. What price would Candleford be coming straight from Ascot to the Ebor, not watching Newmarket? I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay, gives you, a, gives you a clue that doesn't it? Oh, keep listening. Yes, the twelve to one Candleford. He's he's very. I'm really surprised how underlooked this horse is. It's, it should be, yeah, anyway. So 12 to 1 for my one point win. And that will give me a bit of insurance uh, for the 50s. We've had about license uh, early earlier this summer. Okay, uh, round two. I'll kick us off going going back the other way around. Um, this is a, a blogger sort of style selection. Uh, disappointing selection, but nevertheless, I, it's a filly I like very much. Uh, Grand Dam in the 205 at Sandown, the, the Atalanta Stakes. Very, very impressive last time. I bet her in the in the coronation. I didn't I didn't think she was a forlorn hope. I thought she was beaten by Fontaine at York, but should but Frankie had her too far back at York. You know what it's like at the mile at York. If you just get that little bit, just just give something first run, you can struggle. And that's what beat her there. She was disappointing then in the coronation for whatever reason, but then I thought she was the filly I thought she was last time out. She's beaten Oscula by three and a half lengths. Now, I know Oscula was given a th- the, uh, the three-pound penalty, but look at Oscula since. Um, she's won the Oak Tree. Uh, she's won in Deauville. And it's the price now to, to reverse the form with Fontaine, which I think as long as things go right, she's a certainty to do. Because, as I say, the way York was riding that day and stuff, I just don't think it went her way. James Doyle on, very, very confident. Uh, Grand Dam wins. Um, nine nine to four available. I think that's value. That's the two-pointer. Uh, uh, sort of a bank of it. Really, really like really, really like her chances. Okay, John, coming to you for your two-pointer. Well, in Quentin Frank's absence, I thought somebody ought to start shitting about on the art weather. <laughs> and uh, in... in Anybody who wants shitting about, I'm your man. Um, this one runs at Chelmsford in the 6.35. Yeah. Uh, those of us who remember as far back as Wednesday will uh, remember that I put up Oviedo in the Acom 
who yes. had a bit of an unlucky run and on the given day, I think I think he could could have been about level with the second without maybe winning the race, but I thought that was pretty good form. Little Frank was expected to beat Oviedo on debut, and while I don't think there's any circumstances under which he would beat Oviedo, I think even without the normal progression from debut to second run, this one really ought to muller this lot. Um, Nanga Parbat, the the apparent danger on the betting, I thought ran through baiting horses at Newbury. I'm not too worried about that one, despite the all-weather pedigree. Probably, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think they may be overreacting, actually, to the pedigree, the, the betting. I mean, I'd have the traces completely different. I'd, I'd be going toes on, little Frank. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to go two points win, Lil Frank. Well, it, probably a tip in itself, because I, I know you don't go short, that short very often. And two points for a bit of ten, like you say, it looks strong strong form now after Oviedo's running the at the Aiken, which that horse would have finished a little bit closer, we it, felt. It, it's very it's very and can't deliver here. They might as well get a shovel and dig Mick Jarvis and put him back in charge. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back Mick Jarvis appeal. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, 11 to 10 for John. William Hill, two points win. So good luck with that, John. Uh, Nick, coming to you for your two pointer. Right then, this is going at Chester. Oh. 420. We're going with Roman Dragon. It's a bit shorter than my usual, but I think it's got a hell of a lot going for it. Yeah, it's got a lot of form over sort of seven furlongs, but it won here very, very well over six. This is five and a half, but it's packed with pace and packed with a lot of five furlong horses pace. So there's no rail. So I'm hoping he sits one off the rail in about fourth, fifth. And then when everything comes to a rapid standstill in the extra half furlong, so there's so much pace here. It's unbelievable. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping this will come through. It's been running in some better races than this. Uh, and the better horses here above it in the weights uh, are drawn very, very wide. Hyper focus. I don't know if that will, that will suddenly get the the Chester disease of uh, stepping on something in the morning from stall eleven. But I expect this to go off at about three to one. I think it's about nine to two at the moment. It is nine, nine to two with dirty knees. Yeah. Yeah. I expect. I think. I think it's a three to one chance. I think there's a lot of pace inside and outside it. And hopefully he can stay out of trouble. The only one little worry is there's no cutaway, yo, Chester. It's the inside line. So, you know, there can be a bit of trouble. But I'm hoping he comes one off the rail and in the last sort of half furlong asserts. And you love Harry Davis. You absolutely love Harry Davis, don't you? He's fucking Matthew. You do, though, don't you? you? You're a big fan of Harry Davis. So you, you, you think he's good value for his three still? Yeah, I think he's still good value for his three. Yeah, I'm just hoping that he, you know, stays one off the rail here and then challenges a little bit wider in the yeah. last half furlong. Yeah, what, what, do you, what do you make of the recent uh, biases, Nick, at, at Chester? Because, like, last few meetings have been bang outside. Um, 
any 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 rhyme or reason for that? Or well, you you can have a lot of things. I mean, there's so many different runs at Chester. You've got you, you can the rail might have been out, uh, the cutaway there. It, there can be so. That's the trouble with draw biases. You look at them. Uh, you look at draw biases, and what it doesn't tell you in these draw biases is you know whether there's a cutaway, whether the rail was out. It's like uh, Goodwood's a different different kettle of fish with a cutaway. Yeah. It's not, you don't get a bad draw, but then the golden mile day is usually the first day of the thing coming away, so it becomes a draw bias race. If they had the draw, if they had the golden mile on the first day, then with a cutaway, it wouldn't be so. It wouldn't be so biased. But I, I don't mind that. But uh, it's it the draw bias in every course. I mean, today York High. Yeah, I think that was due to the the crosswind. Um, uh, there was there was quite a real stiff straight crosswind, which I think anyone that's backed the uh, Nunthorpe favourite today, which I didn't think was value anyway, but um, yeah, I think you can I think you can still upgrade it from that. Yeah, and anything challenging down that far side today, I think because of the wind, I had the full brunt of the wind um, on 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 the haunches. So I. I I would upgrade anything that's that's been right challenging on the left side. As as we saw today, everything was sort of challenging centre, um, just getting a bit of shield and a bit of cover um, from that uh, from that 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 wind. And uh, a pointer for York tomorrow. Um, uh, look, just looking at the wind forecast, just for punters that are playing 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 the wind. Uh, I get a similar sort of direction. It's probably probably moving to more a slight slight tailwind. Uh, York tomorrow. It's it's, it's moving less sort of crosswind more slightly behind them uh, so if anyone's having a bet um at york tomorrow it, it it might help the front end but again draw might be crucial on this uh so it might just fa- tend to favor maybe away from that 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 far rail again but we'll see but yeah good points nick uh so roman dragon nine to two uh two pointer uh case well made uh for carlton palmer and uh barry davis um, good luck with that one. <laughs> we'll go to the three-point round, and I'm going to start with John Joe. Come on, John. Right, and um, this will be another sickness for regular listeners, I'm afraid. I need to cast their minds back even further than uh, over here or last Wednesday and back to the Hunt Cup debacle. Uh, um, I joined Lee and the producer at their holiday home on Hunt Cup, Hunt Cup Day. And one of the most anguished cries of the day was when I was watching the Hunt Cup and blurted out, I think mine must have fucking fallen. Uh, <laughs> it, it hadn't. Um, it had just basically down tools and hadn't wanted to know. And the jockey let the arse come home in its own time. I rather insanely still believe in this horse. It's getting to the point where... I'm starting to think I'm irrational, but I still think this is a well-treated horse with a good handicap in it. And that horse is Fantastic Fox. You can see the hunt cup for yourselves. You know the risk I'm taking. I think the horse is overpriced. If he puts his best foot forward and he settles, I would make him a 7-1 pork for this race. I very much respect uh, V8. V8 is it? Um, well, V side. The, 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 the well handicapped on a Yeah, yeah that, that ran at uh, Goodwood, got a desperate trip. 
hated the track. I, I think the the draw isn't ideal there, but I wouldn't be surprised to say that run a massive race, especially given the amount of water that's probably gone on at Sandown. <laughs> but I am ruining with Fantastic Fox. If you think I'm an idiot, ignore me. If you don't think I'm an idiot, it's probably still best to ignore me. But I don't really care what you think. I'm having a pop at it. Okay, so three fifty Sandown. It's a fantastic fox for John. Um, it's priced at eighteen to one. You can have uh, a fifth the odds with William Hill. Bet three six five. Uh, Denise. How many, how many places? Five. Tweezers out again, I'm afraid. Yeah, fantastic fox. Then eighteen to one. Five places uh, for John. Generally available. Um, just just one thing, if you're betting at Sandown tomorrow also. also uh, I, I noticed the going stick was 6.4 today. Uh, the clerk, Andrew Cooper, believes that's good ground. That's got to be pushing it a bit. That was saying at 8am this morning. I know it's going to dry out, but what I'm trying to say is, if he's calling that good at 6.4, when he was calling good to firm 7.7 for the Eclipse meeting, you can see what I'm getting at. And I'm sick of Clarks doing this. There seems to be this massive broadband of, of good ground from 6.4 to 7.2. Well, it's good. You know, I mean, it's, it's not. Is it? You see, it's, it's one's faster than the other. So so, so just, just watch you stick in the morning. Yeah, just watch Cooper's stick in the morning and see, and <laughs> see where we're at. <laughs> Oh dear. Stick watch. <laughs> Stick watch form in the morning. Remember, folks, you, you, this clerk, though, don't get up till about half past eight in the morning. So, so wait until he's gone on the. Wait, well, no, he won't be going on the morning line tomorrow because it's your. Cooper, Cooper, show us your stick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's a that's a, a sort of a, a punter's pointer. Just 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 before you place your bets, you, you don't want to be backing fast ground horses if if the stick if if who knows what he's stuck on today. He might have stuck some on. Who knows? Um, but just just keep an eye on that. Um, just before your bets. Right. Okay. Um, that was John's. So I'm going to move to Davis. What's your best? In the Evo Candlefords. Ah. <laughs> you, you thought that might be coming. Yeah, yeah. I agree. You basically that race. I mean, Trawler won. Trawlerman was right out the back with him. And he's come out and won at Goodwood. You, you have to put that race in you, Mark, as a write-off. There was a couple of fatalities as well, wasn't there? Or something yes. like that. When, when, yeah. when, they, when they bunched up or something inside. It, so that was an absolute, yeah. absolute joke of a race. Uh, I'm still waiting for Sam Cook to run out of that. That hasn't. That was that that finished best of the ones that wide. But yeah, you can't you can't ignore the way that Canterford demolished that field and thing. He looked all over an e-ball, and I thought he'd be about oh purple moon territory four five to one. Yeah, I, like you say, you, if he comes straight out of Ascot, there's no doubt he's disputing favouritism. No doubt whatsoever. So that's yeah. that's that's a wrong write-off for Candleford in the odds. Yeah. Uh, and in yeah. some of your best bets in the thing is, is, is if you can find a, a valid reason for a bad run last time out, uh, so much emphasis is put on the last run when they're pricing up nowadays that, yeah, yeah you have to do that. So, you know, he's about, you're backing them now over twice the price that you that would get. So, yeah, like you, I'm a little bit iffy. I don't want him to get too far back here. So it's a win only bet. 
Yeah, no, good. Three points on the nose. I, I'm the same as you, Nick. Um, no messing around. Like you say, it's one of them. Things go. If things go absolutely perfect for him. Um, he's got he's got to go close for me. So so the prices are wrong. Me and Davis both think this horse possibly should be half the odds. Um, he is in the betting. So Candleford is is the one to uh, bet at current prices. Good stuff, Nick. Uh, and we've got a Claxon there. I'm Claxon. It's a Candleford Claxon. It's great because now we can double fiddle and fudge all results. We can claim license as a big anti-purse winner. And now if Candleford wins, we can claim a Claxon. We're not daft. Any flies yeah. on us? Are you, are paying uh, rent. We're not, our name's not Martin Julian, and we haven't got about eight, <laughs> eight podcasts. Have we? With, <laughs> do you see that interview where he said I used to post on about eight different names or something like that? Yeah. yeah. Wait, it reminds me of that Minder episode when you remember when uh, Terry's in the phone boxes and and he's he's tipping them a different horse in every. Race. That's what he used to do, didn't they? Yeah. They used to do all that. <laughs> You know, ten letters out, yeah, yeah. Five five runner races, just yeah. Tip of each different one, and you're gonna get like twenty subscribers instantly on the back of whatever wins. Fantastic! Uh, what glory days that was. Arthur Daly and Terry McCann. That's us, the bar stewards. Um, okay, to finish the round off, three pointer for me uh, goes in the last at York. This is the one where every some people will be sweating. Um, like, you know, it'd be pressure time. You know, you've had a bad week. It's the very last race. And I think we can actually, like, get out on the fab. Uh, Phantom Flight, uh, James Horton's runner. Um, now, this horse uh, ran an absolute belter at Newmarket uh, behind New London. Of course, all the rage was everyone's back New London. Six to four, fab, apple bait. Oh, what an obvious bet that was. This is as good as New London. If you watch the positions they come from, and I've looked at the sectional analysis and stuff, there is nothing between Phantom Flight and New London in terms of trips. Like They literally would have finished probably upside had things gone better for Phantom Flight. So you take that into account. If New London was in this race from... So, so what's, what's Phantom Flight's gone up £3. If New London was in this off 102 from winning that off 99... New London will be about 11 to 10. I, I would rate Phantom Flight a 15 to 8 chance. He's a very strong favourite. I think he's just got to negotiate a good trip. And, uh, and I think we'll be in clover. I think I think he's a good bet at 3 to 1. I won't lay 3 to 1. Um, it's a solid, solid opportunity. And if it just repeats that new market run, if it progresses from new market, we're in absolute business. So it's a good bet. I think it has to go off shorter than 3 to 1. It's the only one you can bet for me. So... Phantom Flight to finish off the round. Three points, three to one. Um, right, hope you enjoyed our analysis. Uh, we move on to the television fair and, and whatnot. Um, so looking at the tele- telly races tomorrow, um, I'm surprised that they're even bothering to televise it anywhere other than York, but they are. They've decided to go to Sandown, probably so Cooper can talk about his lunch at 9.30 and his stick, <laughs> stick and steak tomorrow for Cooper. So we're going to Sandown first, chaps. I don't know if either of you had a chance to look at Sandown races tomorrow, uh, given there's only one class meeting. 205 is at the Atalanta Stakes. Valuable race. £80,000 for a Group 3 is good money. Phillies and mares. Um, our tips up grand dam, so I'm going to sit this one out. Nick, John, anything to, to report for you on the Atlanta? I'd have to back the ground down. I mean, you know, the one that is it second favourite at the moment or what? No, it's nine to four. Fontaine hundred to thirty. The, obviously, Fontaine beat her at York oh, yeah, uh, yeah. narrowly, yeah. very narrowly. I don't oh. think I don't think Miss Unseen will be right. I, obviously, she's been off. If she if she'd have been 
right this summer. They'd have had her in probably in the Oaks and you know a few other races. I just don't think she's had a since a Breeders' Cup exploit. When I even said, "Why on earth are they running Miss on on scene on like really quick ground, really quick ground?" I don't think she wanted that. But anyway, she'd buy a unit, but action doesn't say that. Any thoughts, Nick? John? No, uh, I'd be with Grand Dan, but I wouldn't. It's not in my really not my eyes. No, no, John. I think it was a recent press, and I, I can see Potter Pova running well. I, I don't think the last couple of races are particularly so. He certainly got it in at a, be on, on the premises in a race such as this. I think 16 to one's quite sporting, but overall, I think I think this uh, Gosden else would probably win seven out of ten of these. Yeah, no, well, yeah, hopefully, yeah. He, he, I think nine to four's value. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd be a bit shorter, but but yeah. Mm. Okay, we'll move on to the 240, the, the Solario um, Group 3 uh, for two-year-olds. Desert Hero is 5 at 11 to 4 um, after an impressive win uh, for the shirt. And uh, Greedy Betty. John, Nick, any views on this? Two-year-olds new. Mind you, I, I saw a two-year-old today. I, I did like that uh, Applebee one. That one uh, today. The, the one that won the gym crack? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the, the, uh, yeah Noble the, style. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought that was a really nice also did it. It did everything a lot wrong. Yeah, that was a high class uh, gym crack as well. That that form is going to work. That's one of the best. I said to John before, and I think that's one of the best gym cracks uh, we're going to see. The, the the front three, uh, the the coal horse was solid. The uh, second horse, <coughs> Marshman, yeah. ridiculous sectionals at first, um, and he probably quitting too soon today. And the Godolphin horse again showed showed real guts and determination as well as uh, being a very good horse uh, to get on top in the end so yeah i'd absolutely agree with you nick i think going forward it's solid solid form for the rest of the season uh, to follow follow that race and john just before this i mean we, we probably released releases on the sermon but you like one physically didn't you in that uh g- gym crack today uh very much so the um the kevin ryan asked um was it chilcott chuzzlewit same difference <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> Com- completely out of his depth today. I thought it was an awful piece of placement. The, the horse ran in a terribly immature fashion as well. Um, when the pace quickened, honestly, he, his arse end was nearly catching the front up. He ran on nicely in the last furlong. Obviously, he was passing beaten horses at the time, but I, th- I think a seven, seven furlong maiden for that's an absolute formality. No, I, I I agree with you. I, I thought that was the that was the pick. That was the paddock pick. Um, obviously, didn't couldn't show it today. But like you say, up a furlong, etc. Could be a really nice horse. Good spot from you, John. On that. Anything then for you for Solario? Any two-year-old catch your eyes, John? The one I like actually is the Lot called Silver Knot of Charlie Applebee's. I think. That- the, the best thing about this is the fact that Cooper and his stick have maybe <laughs> overdone the old uh, liquid solution here. Yeah. And uh, this this one is by far the most likely to cope with it, I think. I thought Desert Hero made some fairly average travels at the time when he won, won the race. And as with all Betty's horses, it will be overhyped to a certain extent because 
we're desperate for Betty to have a derby arse, aren't we? <laughs> um, the, the, the other one I liked in the race was Defence of Thought, but I, I tend to think that was also a like, quick ground, and he's probably ready for a stiff mile already, I would have thought. Whereas I think this silver knot might have a bit too much tactical speed for some of these. I, I, I quite like his chance here. Interesting. Foxes, for example, who I, I, I am a fan of the Foxes. Um, Andrew Baldwin saying they're going here because they don't want to miss out on the quick ground. Well, has he met Andrew Cooper? But <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah, no, fair point. And just another thing, if, if you're a Silver Knot fan tomorrow, if if the if the going is, I would say anything below seven. Um, tomorrow, I know it's going to dry, so you just never know. I'd say anything anywhere below seven, uh, that'll be in Silver Knot's favour. The, the 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 mother God given, um, she was a bit of a soup monster. Uh, she did she did win um, on 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 other ground, but uh, she, her best two performances came uh, well well at. Um, at uh, Capanel uh, in the uh, in the Group One fillies and mares, um, she 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 won that on heavy ground. Uh, she won on soft ground. So basically, John's sort of, sort of like you know sort of like things about the ground. You know, like a bit of cut. Uh, I think that's interesting what John said. And the the dam actually uh, thrived under such conditions. So that is interesting if you're a Silver Knot fan. So watch it. Watch for Andrew's stick. In the morning, wearing it around like a <laughs> like a market raisin, round and round and round it goes like a like a good old RAF chopper. <laughs> One fifty York. Davis has already spoke yet. He's he's told us that um, the front two in the market he doesn't rate the three year old form. That's why he's gone for the forecast. So Nick's sitting this one out. So it's down to me and John. Um, I, I thought the race was probably priced about right. Um, if I was Davis, and obviously I'm, Davis will do his own thing, but Cadillac for me, um, he, he's a bit jady. So if if I were doing Davis's thing, I'd I'd do a straight forecast, Bashkar over to beat Cadillac. Um, that's what I'd do if I if because I think that's Cadillac's just a bit, you know. What do you think, John? I think Mikey Ulysses is the best horse in the race, but I'm not entirely convinced he wants nine furlongs. No, well that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, this is a horse. Was it seven furlongs at Aidock? He, he contested it. Was, no, sorry, it was a silver bowl. Uh, it was a bar, but I mean, in in the SJP, um, where I backed him actually, for me, he came there as though he was going to win the race, um, allowing for the desperate traffic situation on the inside. I thought he was going to beat those who didn't have an interrupted run, uh, Lucille and. Um, uh, there was another one, wasn't there? I can't remember what, but anyway. Um, but he, he emptied out. Yeah. You know, so I thought, well, does he want nine? No, nah, does he bollocks? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a fair shout, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't see him as a nine, to be honest. No, um, if, if I had to have a bet and somebody put a gun to me, I'd probably throw in with Alf Layla. But I'm I'm not inclined to back that one either. No, because yeah, I know what you're saying with that. Uh, did miss the break a bit at Newmarket when it was second to him. I'd like to leave the race alone if I'm perfectly yes. honest. But 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 that's yeah, that's where we stand on that. 
Okay, the 225 is the Melrose, and listeners will know that the world... This is like the big rock penalty uh, on this horse. Solcombe in, in, in the Melrose. Us bar stewards are absolutely all over this. And just looking at the prices uh, as we're recording, Paddy Power Betfair have just decided to go out on a complete limb and go 9-2 to two Solcombe. Nice. So that's that, that's quite big. I thought he was yeah. really one of the most over bet horses of the yeah. day. Everyone else is like three to one, eleven to four. I don't know if this is some kind of like special that they sometimes do, and they've they've just they've you know they're just doing a special or something. Ten pound maximum if you bring yeah, it, great it, it could, it, if you're it, over thirty. It, it could be that, but that's absolutely miles out. Um, this is the best horse in the race, and from my perspective. I'm not saying it has to come down and turn up because in these sorts of races, that's just not true. But if if someone told me that it wouldn't miss the break six and it and it would get a clean run, it, I, I'm absolutely adamant it wins. Absolutely adamant it wins. It's just it's it's probably about what was the one that finished third to Secret State at Inverness? That didn't look a stare to me. No, Inverness was the, yeah. Inverness was like being being clawed back all the time by Solcombe. It just it just had the run of the race, Inverness. So I can't have that. Uh, that's sort of an 11, 12 to one chance. You look at the others. There, Soul Stopper, you sort of respect. Um, there's a, there's a few I, I sort of respect, but none of these have got a dozen pounds in hand. This has got twelve. This is a ninety-five horse. We estimated it that earlier in the season. Ninety-five. It's off eighty three. You know what is not to like. We just we just need a we just need the look, need the breaks that we didn't get at Goodwood, the slow sectionals at Goodwood, so secret state that won the race has finished second in a voltage. I mean Paddy Power Bet they must have done it for like ten pound punt or something nine to two. They've just absolutely crazy price. Uh, I'd be five to two ish. Nick John. Yeah, I, I yeah I, I thought it was going to go five to two. I thought it might even be over bet. I thought it might even go nine to four two to one. Yeah, but, yeah, that's what I have to. I, to be honest, I mean, if 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 it's a price, I'll even have more on it. If 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 it sort of goes off around say five on the machine or something, five point I'll have more on the machine near the off. Um, John, I'm not putting anything up against Solcombe. No, no unanimous decision there. Um, obviously, price is king as always. But what what's the exchanges for that? If there's any market movements with Solcombe. For the shirt, hopefully it'll uh, carry us uh, to greatness this week uh, on Evo Week. Three o'clock, a really tough contest. The City of York Stakes, uh, Group Two affair. Um, Sacred is current market leader, uh, just four to one for the shirt. Any views here, Nick John? I thought it was. I thought it was indeed difficult as a handicap. Yeah, You'd have really. to say Sacred. Uh, Sacred, her beaten runs have come on undulating tracks, so this should suit her a bit more. I mean, she's got to be beaten at Newmarket twice and at Goodwood. All right, once might have been the guineas over a mile, but this will suit her more. But there's not, awful, there's not an awful lot between them. I mean, if Al Suhel ever come back to his best, he'd be he'd be a runner and they'd give him a lot of time off. And there, you could think Pogo's gone at the game now. The Irish one wants six, doesn't it? Sandrine, you can't write off. There's, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't find a bet here. Yeah, interesting thing about Al Sahail, I felt uh, his best performance came uh, last back end at uh, Newmarket in the, in the yeah. challenge stakes. And they decided to make all with him. And and, and I, I'd been calling him a few names that, you know, he was he was a little bit, uh, can be a bit iffy, just 
sometimes refuse refuse to pass in in my view sometimes in a, in a tight finish he, I, I called him a few names anyway um but but when they decided to take the ball by by the horns and just just burst him out and go for it i thought that was a tremendous performance when he beat with thanks so something like that, Nick, at eight to one, like you say. Yeah, that were, that would probably, but you know, it, I, I found I found it a bit impossible. If, if you had to put a gun to my head, I'd think that's the hell with the prices. But yeah, I'd be against, I'd be against Rohan. I think it's the wrong track for Rohan to do what he does. Um, you know, to be dropped out over a trip, which he does. He does. There's no no. But he does stay, but I just think he wants a really out and out strongly run six. Um, to, to show his best, and I, I just don't think this is the right placement. Uh, like I said, I've, I've backed him for the uh, Vernons. Uh, Jumbi shocked everyone seven days ago. Um, again, is this the right track for Jumbi? I'm not so sure. Um, John, I think Sacred is good enough to share this, but I think the price is right, you know. Yeah, Kin, I mean, Kinross. I mean, everyone's waiting for Kinross to get a bit of cut. Um, yeah, I always think Kinross is just that better. We don't necessarily need soft or heavy, but some some good to soft, you know, just just to just to get the get get the hocks in because it, it's his form generally. You know, he's looked a world beater. I felt on on softer ground when he, he's had a lot of bad luck. He was fourth to Space Blues um, at Longchamp. Uh, he got a. Not a terrible ride from Detroit, but no, a luckless, luckless ride. Uh, same thing. He was uh, ninth to Creative Force in the Champion Sprint. Um, just got look, no luck in running whatsoever. I just think he's slightly better with a bit of juice, which would stop me going in at around nine to two because I think he, he, he was getting quick at York today. So that's where I'd stand on that. Um, but tough race, tough like Nick says. That's a, that's that's more or less like a typical 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 strong handicap. Right, the Ebo. Uh, me and Nick are going to sit this out. I'm going to let John have centre stage here for any other contenders. John's had a real good bet on licence with a great anti-post pick. John, st- stage floor for you, sir. Thank you very much. Um, in all honesty, if I hadn't had a bet, I would back licence. Yeah. I, you, you know, um, when I looked at this horse for the race, it seems like age. Oh, no, it's not, obviously. It is. It's a good two or three weeks. Um, I did feel that if he turned up, he was along with the most potential. And I, I, I haven't wavered from that. I still think that's the case. I think the ground's right. I mean, I'm, I'm happy with the draw. I, I, I have no real recourse to start nobbling his chance. You know, um, I do respect Candleford. I think that'll run a big race. Overall, I'm I'm really really happy with my bet on license. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, you made a good case, and the, the, we've discussed this on on past shows, so not bored. I've gone against a bit against my my grain here. Always been a great believer. If you backed all the Irish horses in the English staying handicaps and all the English sprinters in the Irish handicaps over the last ten years, you'd have done very well. Yeah, very, very good, very good point, Nick. I mean, I mean, number of raiders that that we've sent over for like the scurry and you know a lot of the the Irish sprint handicaps and we've we've sort of like made mincemeat of them. Like you say, Nick, the stayers for whatever reason just seem to I don't know just completely outperform uh, uh, British handicappers like with Cesarovich things like that. Ella Tyrone, uh, Paddy Toomey, great trainer, um, got the carrots. Um, Improved the horse no end from John Joseph Murphy. 
Is that the right favourite? Yes, it is. I do believe Candleford should be there with Earl Tyrone, as we've always pointed out, but they've definitely got the right favourite. Um, I mean, Haggis has got Garcia in, but I'm not as much of a fan of Garcia, to be honest. I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to understand why Garcia is a shorter price than Candleford. But that's that's what we're here to do, dissect them. Old boy, you can Glenn, you know, I wouldn't even rule him out. I mean, he's, 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 he's off a mark now, 102, where... You know, he was 11th in the race last year off a welterweight, 116, 116 last year. So years gone by, he's dropped 14 pounds. He's running two handicaps since. One was at Chester, which uh, I I think you can draw a line through. And the other was third uh, at Goodwood in a strong handicap off 102. So I I wouldn't rule that like so you can Glenn, but maybe the draw, you'd want a higher draw than maybe stall two. Anyway, we'll crack on. 4.10. Is a six furlong handicap. John, this is a disgrace. Anthony Britton, right? Uh, What is he doing? Where's Mondamesh? It's horrendous, isn't it? For the big follow up. Well, I mean, it's the Portland in a couple of weeks, and we need the arse ticking over. Yeah. And he won't run for possibly 10 days next week, you know. So I I don't know what he's thinking. I mean, maybe the arse is injured. I'm concerned, though, for the 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 potential Portland plunge. Indeed, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm perplexed by it. I mean, Mondamedge two lengths behind the uh, the older favourite for the Nunthorpe today, and Anthony Britton doesn't think that he can do two races in a week and follow up in the six. Anthony, disgrace, disgrace. You you'll easy rack up two hundred runs on Mondamedge in the next three years, and you could have you could have done this, got some tickets, uh, fifty thousand a winner, and you'd have been batting. You you probably had twelves perk, fourteens perk, and batting batting for the prizes. Davis, any thoughts on this? Oh, this was the thing. I, I thought Sam Hand is ready to win, but I'm not sure a York is his track, and Store Two will be dis- won't be advantageous. Plenty of pace there, all over the course. God, it was. You might as well just stick the, the stewards one two in a reverse forecast or something like that. No, no, I mean, I did look at the dropping down in trip salium as well, but I couldn't really, really make a there's pace all over the course. Yeah. I've, I've got summer down as, as ready to win, but obviously, I don't think York is his course, and I think that yeah, he may be in the wrong position. I I I thought about uh, mum's tipple at a price really, uh, with the sardine because this horse is. Been soft in a finish um, for, for for a good while, but that that confidence booster last time just might have been what um, he needed. Um, nice, easy, comfortable win. Again, look at the jockeys: Sean Levy, Sean Levy, Sean Levy, Volkansky, uh, Pat Dobbs, Pat Dobbs. Who was on it last time? The Tory. Um, massive improvement. Just suddenly come back to it and won absolutely doing 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 cartwheels. Um, it's interesting because where was Mum's Tipple's like greatest performance? Oh um, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In, in his career. Um, well, what's interesting is he beat he beat Rayong uh, eleven lengths um, over over this course and distance. And you know, it, it's to me this could be. I don't know. Like he's he's coming back. Uh, it could be a rider change that, that caused it. Stall fourteen shouldn't be too much of a hindrance on what we saw today. Um, should should track track the pace in the centre. 
And he, he was very strong in the finish last time. And I've called him some names, you know, very soft and jady in the finish. But under Dottore, last time, very impressive. Wouldn't put anyone off at a price there on Mum's Tipple. Okay, that covers uh, the television. Do we have any other business for the weekend? Have, have, have we got anything else interesting? Usyk in 8, 9 or 10. Yes, the boxing. 11 p.m., don't forget, the the, 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 the super fight too between AJ and Usyk. 8, 9, 10, says Davis. What we saying on the fight, John? I won't even be watching the face. I couldn't care less about it. The only face I'm interested in is what kind of fake license he's going to put up in the air. <laughs> exactly, yes, <laughs> yes, we concur that. Uh, license and candle for fans. Right, that's about it then. We're back on Sunday with uh, myself, John, uh, uh, Chris, uh, to chew the fat and talk rubbish on what we've seen, heard and done this week, as always, on the Sunday. So I hope you've enjoyed the show. Have a great Saturday and a great weekend. Bye for now.